0: Welcome to Four Speed Ahead. I'm Craig Fuller, right from Elder Mountain, outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'm at home, uh, enjoying the time away from the office and uh, time with family. I hope that you're doing well and staying safe. Today's guest is Brandon Freed, the Executive Director of the Air Foragers Association, uh, an organization involved in coordinating... A policy or working with policymakers and uh, advocacy on behalf of the forwarding community. Brandon, welcome to Fuller Speed Ahead.
1: Thank you for having me today, Craig. And uh, greetings from Quarantinia, where we've been working from our homes up here for about two weeks, uh, but uh, still in touch with our members thanks to modern technology.
0: So, when when most people think of forwarders, they think of the international cross border movements, but your organization also represents domestic forwarding uh, businesses. Explain a little bit more about what domestic forwarding is uh, to the audience.
1: Yeah. So, you know, a freight forwarder is basically like a travel agent for freight. So we, for those of you who might not be familiar with what a travel agent is, you know, we're the guys who handle shipments from soup to nuts. And we have uh, uh, members who, are involved in specific niches, and we have members who are involved in general cargo as well. Specific niches, I mean, we have one member that uh, just ships uh, food and vegetable perishable items. We have another that uh, ships to, to rock concerts and entertainment venues. We have many who are dealing with the trade show venues. And so the freight forwarder, basically, when you, when you use a freight forwarder, you're contracting with that particular company. It's a little different from a a brokerage uh, situation where maybe uh, a broker is marrying a a trucking company up with a shipper and and standing on the sidelines. We're we're a little bit different. We're taking full full responsibility contractually for the shipment. So if something goes wrong, it it defaults to our conditions of contract. Um, So uh, we are the people who uh, make the arrangements. That's why we're like the travel agents.
0: So, Brandon, I think the type of companies that you you've talked about, you have organizations that are involved in concert and event logistics, convention logistics, as well as are dependent upon the airlines for belly cargo. Um, With everything happening, I imagine that your constituents, your members are really struggling in this environment right now.
1: Yeah. So it's challenging. And, uh, you know, in, in, in any crisis. You've got uh, you've got the winners, and you've got folks that don't do as as well. And certainly, that's the case in our industry. We have several members who are heavily involved in uh, in chartering planes or doing work for the government. Uh, but then we have other members who, quite frankly, are having a very challenging time. Uh, so, I, I let's look at the trade show business as an example. All the trade shows have been canceled. I don't know about you, Greg, but. All the events that I was supposed to speak at and, or, and, and attend uh, for the foreseeable future have been canceled. I'm sure it's the same with you. Um, and, and we have a situation where on, on the rock concerts and, and uh, you know, the entertainment venues, those are all canceled. So obviously, if
0: you're a niche player and you're in those markets,
1: you're on the sidelines right now. And, and it's, it's a challenging time.
0: Yeah, we actually have an event, uh, had an event scheduled uh, for Atlanta on May 5th and 6th. Uh, And I remember watching uh, the, you know, the virus and and sort of the evolution of it. First, first in China, the news, even at the uh, at Eric Cargo 2020 in late January. This was a topic. And I don't know that, you know, I, I think at that point it wasn't obvious that it was going to come to the United States and impact our health or wellness here, it was certainly obvious that it was having a profound impact on supply chains. But uh, I remember discussing it, and I remember as we were thinking about our own event, it wasn't really until late February, early March, where it became very obvious that uh, we wouldn't be hosting uh, Freight Waves uh, live in Atlanta. It would not be a live event. We've now pivoted to a virtual event, um, and we have the, you know, with Freightways TV, which which you're on today, we have the luxury of doing that, um, but a lot of the convention and events business and trade associations are trying to figure out how to do that, where that's just not, that's not natural to them, and, you know, they typically aren't building infrastructure for virtual, and it certainly doesn't help the fording community, because this is all, yeah. these are all uh, ones and zeros that are going out, you can't freight, you can't transport them. Um, what are those businesses doing right now? Are they completely shut down, or have they pivoted to do other types of projects? Yeah, so
1: we, we again, this is a business of niches, but we do have uh, members who are obviously in other verticals as well, and to the extent possible they're participating in those verticals. But, you know, this is one of the reasons why when uh, the, the uh, fourth round of the financial relief legislation that was passed last week here in Washington, the CARES Act. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we, we obviously are, are very glad there to, to help small businesses as well as the worker itself. But there's nothing in that legislation focusing on freight forwarders. And we think freight forwarders are a, a, uh, a crucial component of the supply chain. And hopefully there'll be another round of funding, and we're going to be working to help those uh, forwarders who are in need right now. Because many. we did a survey this week, and mon- many have seen revenues cut as, as over 50%. Um, 65% of the members that responded to our survey say that either layoffs are imminent or they're already underway. And that's in a business that, you know, has not, has been, was on a, a growth trajectory for quite some time. So obviously it's a big concern for us.
0: Yeah, I, I imagine it is. We're, we've heard a lot of freight brokers, uh, folks that are involved in trucking brokerage, uh, which typically, uh, as a as a general rule, have a lot more people uh, than a typical forwarding office does. Um, but they they also have instituted freight brokerage. We're hearing asset-based trucking companies, uh, particularly those that are involved in um, auto hauling. Uh, flatbed. Uh, they're struggling cross border between Canada, the United States, and Mexico, yeah. and the United States are really struggling a lot of layoffs there it is a it is a concerning time. i I you know someone who deals with with policymakers in Washington like yourself, I mean, do you think i mean fording is a relative part of our economy? It's an important part of our economy, but it's a You know, on the balance sheet, it doesn't get a lot of love, and neither does trucking companies. I mean, right? um, And so, just because the companies are are very relatively small, most of these organizations are truly small businesses. Do you think that Congress uh, and the government is going to really consider the fording community uh, in this next? Yeah, so
1: that's a good question, and I think yes, the answer is yes, but we're going to have to do some work. We've been in touch with, with several Senate and, and congressional offices, making them aware of what the freight forwarder is and the freight forwarder's value to the supply chain. And, you know, obviously, you know, when when, when uh, the governments are telling uh, workers to stay at home uh, and not travel and not go to work, that is uh, creating less demand. You know, we have many who are, many of our members are involved in the automotive sector, the automotive Plants are shutting down, and, and, you know, so airlines are cutting schedules. We've had uh, one airline I talked to yesterday, they're down to 65%. We've had one airline that told me they're down as far as 90%, a lot of airplanes being parked. So the capacity is not there. However, you know, there are still urgent needs. That's what freight forwarders do. We have a lot of members who are involved in the essential medical supply space, and you probably have seen the news about these charter flights. But I would tell you that probably 80, 90 percent of those charter flights are managed by freight forwarders. So the governments do know, you know, FEMA, uh, uh, Health and Human Services and other agencies, they know about the value of freight forwarders. They don't want to contract that directly with the carriers. They, they're using uh, the freight forwarding community to help. However, we still have to create awareness within law, with lawmakers in Washington. And that's always uh, it's a challenge for us.
0: Now, do you have any members uh, – how do members get access to uh, FEMA? Is that, are those relationships uh, already baked and, and secured, and that takes years to sort of get into the cycle, or is there an opportunity?
1: Yeah, that I, I think is, is a, an interesting question. You know, it's like anything else, Craig, in, in a sales uh, cycle – you want to be able to have done your homework way before the crisis begins. Mm-hmm. So you know these these are foundations that have been laid well in advance. But that doesn't mean it's impossible to, to to get access to contract. FEMA has a contracting page as well, and it's not just FEMA; it's other agencies also. So, but I think it helps if you have the rapport in place and the relationship because this is moving very quickly. You yeah, know, for I mean, sure. I. I saw this news report out of Chicago on Friday. I think it was Fox 5 News. They had 80 freighters landing at O'Hare Airport in a 48-hour period. These are 747. These are big mamas, you know, and they're coming in. And, you know, you can't You start beginning relationships with these agencies and, and, and these shippers unless you lay the groundwork well in advance.
0: Yeah, we're working with FEMA, uh, actually uh, had built these relationships over many, many years. Um, and we're working with FEMA called a few weeks ago. and was trying to get data analysis on because the historical freight models, all of the data that we've had on, on you know, whether it's seasonality calendars, peaks and surges and demand, all of that's fallen apart. Everything, any of these historical yeah. models are completely dead. And so FEMA yeah. uh, reached out, was looking for data. But uh, to your point, we had laid the foundation for for many many years with FEMA and so when they had a need they thought of us i actually was involved in FEMA disaster relief in 2003 if you remember hurricane isabel the florida yeah. 4 so we ran uh my, the division i ran managed the ground logistics for FEMA uh so i know how and right now this is not the time to engage them they don't have time to talk to you if you're not a an approved vendor um right. I, with with the airline industry i mean this is as I've read, and you would you would know it better, uh, is it true that this has been more disruptive to air traffic than September 11th? Yes, far more. you got to remember,
1: September 11th was was shocking, but it was for a week or so. They shut down the air system, but they got it running again after about a week. You know, this is, you know, you're bringing it down piece by piece. There's even notional, or there was last week in Washington, thank goodness the White House discouraged this, but there was notional discussion. Of, of bringing down the U.S. domestic system. And, you know, there's still people that have to be, medical personnel still have to go from city to city. There's urgent medical supplies that have to go between the U.S. cities. So, thankfully, that you know, that discussion is no longer prevalent. But, you know, we understand that the airlines have to match their operations to, to, the, to the demand that's out there. But at the same time, you know, we I think we're seeing some rays of encouragement, hope if you will. And that's that, you know, a lot of these airlines are stepping up to the plate. They're offering their airplanes as freighters, their passenger planes. And um, I don't know if you saw some of these pictures, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I spoke to some U.S. carriers and when this whole thing started. I said, well, you could to put freight in the in the pasture seats, said, well we're not we don't think we're gonna ruin the interior. <laughs> you know. You see pictures from overseas and they got they got freight strapped in the seat belts and everything, you know, and one airline I think out of Belarus just uh uh took out all the seats and they're packing the freight. I mean, countries are desperate for these uh, personal protection equipment shipments and, and others and we gotta keep it moving. And so air cargo has come to the rescue. It's encouraging to see and uh, I'm I'm glad that a lot of our members are are involved in that effort.
0: Is are we seeing more air cargo demand now than we have seen? Oh, you know, three months ago, has it increased or you know, is it...
1: It, it? It's decreased, obviously, but but the the nature of the cargo has changed drastically. You know, it's now about perishable pharmaceuticals. It's about the personal protection equipment, the masks, the gloves, the gowns, that type of thing. A lot of that's made in China. It's gotta get in here. Uh there's uh technology related to this. Maybe it's ventilators, who knows? But there, there are a lot of different commodities moving. Um and there are plants here in the United States that are up and running and they still need the essential supplies. And by the way, that's why we need the domestic air system. That domestic air system, you gotta remember that. You know, prior to this, half the half the freight flies in the belly of passenger planes on, on any given day. And but they're flying all day long, during the daylight hours. They can't wait for overnight. It's too late. So that, that, that's why we got to keep that going.
0: So what message do you have to your membership right now about what they should be doing to to stay afloat, first of all, and think about how they should pivot their business? Is there any message that you can have for them in this environment? Yeah,
1: three three messages. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Customers, you want to be talking to your customers right now. Uh, you want to be providing, you know, we, we've been providing an, an association uh, as much information as possible as we get it. We, we tried to send it out. Uh, even if it might not, sometimes people might say, well, that's not relevant, but if there's a call with Customs and Border Protection, something coming out of TSA or just something general that we think is material for our members, we'll send that out. But it's important for, the, for, for our members to make sure that they uh, customers know that they're available, that they're a, a resource for them, and that, uh, you know, we're here to get the job done. I think that's a big thing. The other thing is, is that, you know, um, we're going to get through this. This is, you know, one of the advantages of living a long time and losing a lot of hair. Sorry, Craig, is that you, you over time, you know, you, 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 you know that this is a very resilient country, and, um, this is a resilient industry, and we will get through this. Now, it's going to be challenging, but um, the way you know. And, and by the way, here's the other thing. This is also a good time. Matter of fact, we have something going out this afternoon about it. To be educated, if you, you know, if you, if you're looking at, if, if let's say you needed to to, to uh, 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 polish your uh, knowledge on uh, a certain area like Carnet's or or air freight operations, we offer courses for that. Um, you know, this is a good time to do it. But I would say uh, communication is important. And you also want to be communicating and assuring your employees that this is going to end, too. So it's, I, I think those are the most important aspects.
0: Yeah, it's interesting talking just a whole across the whole landscape of freight. And freight is a sales personal relationship model. That's how most companies in transportation have built their customer acquisition and, and management. And what we're seeing is um, some companies actually double down on uh, doing social media uh, doing marketing, but they're not doing it in a. They're doing content. They're they're talking about thought leadership and content. They're not certainly uh, trying to advertise their business as the best business, but more here's how we're helping. Here's how we're preparing. Uh, you know, like the photos you see of the uh, aircraft with, and I've seen it cargo strapped in the seats. Which the well, first time I saw that, I was like, that is really interesting. It's it's sort of cool to see. The one the one um,
1: phrase that came to my mind was get her done. <laughs>
0: That's right. right? Get or (laughs) not, there's always a way, and transportation logistics professionals do it. But it is an interesting time. You make a a really good point where a lot of people are sitting at home. uh, You know, you're going to run out of things to do. Uh, it's like you're gonna end Netflix, like, right. like at some point. There's only so many Tiger. Yeah, but it is uh, a
1: good time for binge watching, but at night. Okay, it,
0: that that is. But Tiger is a Tiger King. I think is the. Yeah, I, I, I watched the second, watch that? second
1: episode last
0: night. Wild. I yeah. watched the whole thing. Um, I'm not sure I'm a better man for it, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it is – all of the memes will make sense. But I, I do think you make a really interesting point as uh, as we think about businesses and not only executives and owners of these businesses but also their staff. It's a great time for them to tune up on skills. Uh, it's a great Absolutely. time to take in learning a lot of not just associations like yourself are offering – Content that they can uh, tap into, but universities uh and other businesses are actually offering a lot of free resources for education thought leadership and such and and so it is a good time um we when we get when we get through this and I think that's the important part you've seen September eleven the deconstruction of the airline industry the implementation of tSA you've seen the liquids on airplane and the impact of that and lead, you know, lithium batteries, the financial crisis. So you, you make an interesting point. You've seen these cycles before. Inevitably we'll get through this. The airline will restore people. will go to concerts again and events will come back. What are you, what is your outlook when that will happen? And then Mm -hmm. what does this all mean in 2021 or 2022? Once we're, this is sort of behind us. Yeah. So,
1: I think we need to remember that this economy had a a very strong tailwind blowing into this situation, right? I mean it was things were running full speed ahead. Uh yeah, the air cargo industry was seeing a bit of a leveling off or a bit of a slump, but you know, that might have been you know tariff driven and there were some some indicators. But certainly here comes this black swan that swims in and no one is really ready for it and it has nothing to do with adverse economic situation. It's all about this external influence or uh, the force that, that comes in. So I would imagine that if if someone says, well, we're going to just power right back up again immediately, it's probably going to be a little, little bit slower in the coming. First of all, who knows when we're going to get back to work? You listen to the White House. They're telling us at the end of April. Maybe that's the case, but certainly we don't want to be running back into the streets when there is a, uh, you know, when this thing can attack us again, obviously. But, um, but I think that you'll see a a gradual, uh, resumption. And then, of course, I, I think we'll get back to the way it was. Will we be scarred? Yes. I think there will be some businesses out there that that, due to cash flow issues and, you know, other financial considerations might not make it. Um, uh, there'll be others that are going to look, you know, Craig, I think there are companies out there. They're going to really look seriously at the plan B. What happens if if our original strategy doesn't uh, doesn't execute the way we thought it would? That's one thing this is teaching us. Um, I was supposed to speak to the JFK Air Cargo Association, got canceled. But right after Air Cargo Twenty Twenty, because I remember you and I talking about this, and and you know, geez, could something really bad happen here? And and you know, I, I start. Part of my remarks were like, okay, this means that. You gotta be ready for something to, to come in. And, and, um, I, I admit it's uncomfortable thinking. It's, it's the type of thing where it's, it's hard to sit your staff down and plan for something like that. That might not ever happen. I mean, not everyone wants to become a, a prepper and go and, you know, dig a, a hole and, and bury a house underneath the ground, all that stuff. But I think a lot of people really have to, you know, they're going to start thinking, okay, what if this happens again? And they'll be better prepared for the future. And and I think that's probably the sil- one of the silver linings here.
0: Yeah, I, I, interesting. Uh, I read something last night on um, LinkedIn was talking about the fact that this is our or this generation's war. Think about the history of time you had, you know, Civil War, World War One, World War Two, Vietnam. This is an end. This is a an event that's going to shape society forever. September 11th is another example is like, we're not going to come back at the same people. It, it certainly will change. I, my projection is it's going to change some behavior. It's going to take a while for events, particularly conventions. I think concerts probably will come back faster. Entertainment is because I think people are going to be so exhausted of sitting at home. There is going to be all this pent up energy. Uh, they want to go back and experience things. So I think travel Entertainment will come back much quicker. I think businesses, though, will probably think differently, slightly different. and it certainly is going to impact sort of part of our business. But we'll start uh, certainly think differently about going to trade shows and how much they invest in energy and time. Uh, I know talking to some CFOs, both of our CFO and others, there is a perspective that maybe some of the business travel that's been taking place may take a while to recover because businesses are going to be a bit more sober on – uh, how they spend money uh, uh, in, in terms of travel and, and how, they, uh, how they sort of recover that. So I do think we'll see some some shifts that are generational uh, where people start to rely upon some of the technology like this. Yeah, of course.
1: Look, look, I saw a uh, one of the financial prognosticators giving some consumer advice, and you know, she said, hold on to your money. Hold on to yeah. everything. Well, certainly there will be this propensity to hold on to cash because people will be a little gun shy. I mean, first, the first thing I think we need to get to resume is for the medical professionals to say, it's okay to get back into the water again. We're not, right. we go nowhere unless that happens. I don't care. You know, yet I respect what, 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 you know, comes out of Washington. But in the end, I like it when Anthony Fauci gets up there, when Anthony Fauci says, it's good to go back in the water, then I'll be okay. Right.
0: I'm the same boat. I, I am voting right now. I'm putting the nomination in for Time Man of the Year at the yes. end of 2020 when they say who is the Time Man of the Year. Fauci wins. Anthony my vote. Fauci. I don't get a vote, exactly. but I'm so,
1: putting it in. Yeah, so I listen to him and, and and his and the people working around him have been around for a long time. And, but so there'll be this propensity on the part of the financial managers to say, "All right, let's hold on the cash." But then, you know, there's always the Warren Buffett school. You know, who is it? It wasn't he the one who said when the blood's running through the streets and everyone's running in the opposite direction. Well, it's the same thing that applies here. There'll be some very aggressive competition out there. There'll be maybe at the, at the onset, a smaller pie. So people will, will be a lot more aggressive in getting at getting their piece of it. But I think from a freight forwarding perspective, you know, our creativity and out of the box thinkers uh we'll we'll find opportunities that's what free folders are all about they're all about finding opportunities and finding these niches where you would never dream they existed and they do well and and you know but i also think that there'll be a lot of members of ours who'll say let's hedge our bets a little bit instead of just being in this niche let's be in that one too because that way we you know we can offset offset the risk and it's Look, you know, it's gonna take a little while, but I again, as I said, I I am very optimistic about our resilience and and um but let's uh let's take advantage and, and find the opportunity here.
0: And maybe the airlines will realize double down on cargo and realize how, how much more important it is. To the P and L,
1: to God's ears. I've always said that. You know, you guys would have. First of all, we don't we don't bitch and moan. Obviously, we're you know we we don't make as much noise as the passengers. Those boxes don't make any noise, and uh, we supply a lot of revenue for these airlines. But I think that um, yeah, they'll see that that cargo is it can in fact be a a savior. And um, much that you know, I'm very appreciative. By the way, we have many. Uh, airline members within our ranks at the Air Forwarders Association because they are our partners. I mean, we work very closely with them, and I am so happy that they have stepped up to the plate. American, United, Delta, Southwest, you know, even Alaska is out there flying freighters. I, I mean, you know, it, it, granted it's on a charter basis. I it, it, you know, like Air Canada is now is offering fractional pieces of, of planes that type of thing. But I'm so happy that they're with us and. And and sitting down and saying, okay, let's keep the freight moving because that's so essential. Yeah. Obviously, you know, if, if when I when I die and and I am reincarnated, and I come back, I want to be one of two things. I want to be either a guy who owns air freighters or the CEO of a tele, of a toilet paper company. One of those two.
0: That's all I ask. So. I I would like to own a railroad because those guys have got it figured out. They got government subsidies. They they yeah. own the the land. They operate at a 55 or, and they don't right. care. So, well, you can ship my
1: toilet paper then. How's that?
0: Yeah, that's fair. You can own the chart. Can own the uh, air freight. I'll, I'll have to ride when I need to go faster than a train. So. Right. This toilet paper thing's big. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brett, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, I think it's a, an important message for everyone to uh, remain calm, a uh, uh, brush up on their skills, and take this time to to really assess their business and think about strategies for diversification uh, and, and way to come out of this much stronger at the end. it will We all will come out of it, and uh, business will return back to some type of new normal, and uh, hopefully it's sooner than later. So be safe, uh, and thanks for joining us on. Uh, and, and, Craig, thank you so much for having me. Shameless plug here. Follow
1: me on Twitter at AFA Exec Director because I send out a lot of stuff during the day. And uh, in addition to that, if you're a freight forwarder and you're not in the Air Forwarders Association, you really need to be because there's strength in numbers here in Washington.
0: And there's a lot of value in that right now to get guidance, thought leadership, and also support the lobbying efforts uh, and advocacy efforts that you guys have at AFA. Thank you. Thanks, Ray. Right